Hello listeners, this is Avia Winters, your drama fiend, and tonight, or day or evening, this is Kairos, the ending. Just a little note, I've been calling Sodogyun, Sodogyun, I am so sorry for that. They said it so fast that I couldn't hear it properly, so this will be me wrapping it up of the ending, about things that happened, even stuff from the beginning of the series. I'm not here to nitpick, but let me tell you what I thought about the finale. We're going to talk about the future Kim Sojin. The Kim Sojin from the future apparently had to die to get this information from Chairman Yu, which I feel he did not. They could have done the same thing for him as they did for the past Kim Sojin, make a false claim about kids or a dead body on the roof, and save him. He did not have to give his life for that information. There were just plenty of different ways that they could have captured Chairman Yu's confession, and this was not it, I think. They thought about that for the Kim Sojin of Hanedi's time about calling the police, yet they didn't do that for the futuristic Kim Sojin. I don't know. I just didn't like that. Uh, so the chairman Yu said, and I quote, I made their deaths meaningful talking about the victims of the construction site. What kind of sick and demented way of looking at things is this? Chairman Yu admitted he blew up the site in order for his business to thrive. Is that all? He went through all of that because he wanted money and would kill anyone who claims to know about that file. I was hoping for a bigger twist than this, so this was disappointing for me. We already knew about his reasons episodes ago, or at least we all figured it out. I was hoping maybe there was a deeper story to the madness of Chairman Yu, but I guess evildoers don't need a reason that makes sense for them. I wanted the meaning or reasons why he did that to be something else, something bigger than his greed. And it wasn't. It seemed like everybody is only greedy. Him, Hyun Jae, except our main characters and the people around him. So, So Do Gyun's death. He called Kim So Jin and asked if Hyun Jae was sad about his death from the future. Kim So Jin told him yes, but he went there to Hyun Jae's father's house and got himself killed anyway. Why didn't he just protect himself with a vest that prevents stab wounds that I keep seeing in dramas? I don't understand why he would have thrown his life away when he didn't have to. Hyun Che didn't have to be completely hurt to, due to his death, you know, in pain for all these years after or months after, if he just chose to protect himself, if he loved her that much. I mean, yeah, he loved her that much, that's why he got himself killed, but it didn't have to be that way. But like I said, I'm not crying about his death and I'm not sad about it. He's not the main character and he was really annoying to me. Next, I have a question. How is it that the past versions of them, like Kim Sojin and, you know, the mom and stuff, were able to remember something that happened in the future if it hadn't happened yet? This wasn't explained at first throughout the whole thing until, like, the last minute that Kim Sojin and Hanade were looking up at the sky. I was theorizing that it was all just connected, the past and the future were just connected by some strange timeline that was crossed back when the explosion of those buildings happen, it's a sci-fi, so I figured these things can happen without reason or even logic, and I can accept that. It's just me being curious, but they did speak about it at the end. The past and the future can revolve back and forth, is what Kim Sojin said, but before then, I was thinking about why, and that's exactly what I thought. Now, Hyun Che's punishment. Honestly, she deserved it. She set the jail time, she d and also a lifetime of sadness because of how greedy she was. Uh, she said it herself that she was greedy. I don't feel bad for her at all. I feel bad for Sodogyun, even though I didn't cry for his deaths, both of them. He, he was so annoying that I didn't care for his death. I just wanted him to just like not try to control Hanedi when he had the phone, 
or like tried to interfere with what Kim Sojin and Hanady have going on. And also he was sleeping with Kim Sojin's wife. Like he doesn't get a pass for that. Doesn't mean he deserves death though. Uh, oh, but also Hyunche was too ambitious on money and not ambitious enough about her love life, which is probably why she lost her man. Both of them. So question, was anyone else hoping that Hanady would be with Kim Sojin and Dian? But it wasn't a love story. So I understand why they didn't become romantic. I just, they can still be friends. Like really, really tight friends. The ending when Park Soo-jung answered the phone had my heart pounding. I thought maybe they were setting up for a season two. I was just waiting for that cliffhanger and it did come. I just wonder what the heck could be next for Kim Sojin and Hanedi. And who was it that called Kim Sojin? Was it Hanedi of the future this time? Because that could be a season two. So lastly, let's wrap it up. Overall, this drama had an interesting way of telling a story around a plot that has been done before, but not repeatedly done, as in someone from the past and present or past and future being able to communicate with each other. That was done before. But the way this was filmed and told was a very thought-provoking drama where I wanted to figure out what will happen next or the reasons why these characters are acting the way they are or making these strange decisions. I also thought the transitioning of the times changing around Kim Sojin was really filmed really well. I thought this was another thing that was intriguing to me, that when Kim Sojin's timeline or something that the past was changed, it impacted his future, and you could see the change happening. Like how everything and everyone disappeared around him into a new place, yet at the time, he was the only one to see it. I love seeing everything blow away like sand, you know, like just disappear, like it never even happened, which it didn't because it was changed, but only a few people around Kim Sojin and Hanady actually remembered. Let's talk about the acting. So what sells the plot further for me is obviously the actors because it's what gets me so engrossed in a drama. I need to believe it and be angry, happy, or sad about it. And I was in a lot of these types of emotions in these episodes, all of these episodes, all of these actors had me invested in this drama, but also especially Shin Song Rook and Lee Se-young who play Kim So-jin and Hanedi. They are both terribly amazing actors. That is a good thing, by the way. And I cried with them during this journey. I think Nam Gyuri, who plays Kang Hyun Che, also sold her character well. I've watched her when she did 49 Days, which is one of my first dramas or on Drama Fever, um, and also one of my all-time favorites. Anyway, she had grown enormously since then. The wickedness and greed of her character was not forgivable. Hyun Che made me think that she hated Kim So Jin, which she did, but for no real reason. She wanted this man dead for some strange reason, just so she can have money and live her life. Well, those are reasons, but she wasn't a good person. And Nam Gyuri sold that to a T. So that's why I love her. Anyway, this drama will be remembered for a long time. I will rewatch this if I have free time. Um, but that is all for tonight, morning or evening. Thank you so much for listening. And if you liked this podcast, please share it to others. Retweet if you saw a notification on Twitter about it. Thursday's podcast will be about Your Name Engraved Herein, which is a Taiwanese film. Since Kairos is now finished, I will be searching for another drama to do weekly or just do movies from now on uh, until I find something really interesting. I am watching Sweet Home, which is really good. I might watch the whole thing and then upload what I think of the whole series. Until now, this has been Avia Winters. Stay safe out there. Laters.